0: This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how science fiction, horror, fantasy, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, today on Sci-Fi Talk, we have Jeffrey Iser. He is a production designer by trade, but they also uh, started something, and it caught my attention, Revenge of, a comic book store. These days, I don't know, it's kind of a funny thing, but I like the old-fashioned comic book store i like going to it i like the old-fashioned pull list i like all of that what led you uh, and uh, and your partner to do this
1: well so there's three of us uh involved in the project. um we're we all come from the television world and uh production design mainly but, uh, you know, it was uh, we wanted to finally do something for ourselves and kind of create something of our own where we didn't have to kind of, you know, compromise artistic integrity or or any of that sort of thing. And honestly, I mean, just like you said, we love comic book stores as well. and We love the whole thing and um, we wanted something close to our house and, <laughs> you know, something to share with the community and and a
0: place to kind of focus on on what we love. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Yeah, and it's uh, your, your partners are Joe Myers and also Joseph Coons Jr., who are involved with your store. So that's uh, a great thing, yeah. I guess. Uh, location? How did you how did you find that?
1: So our um our production design company is actually based over in Frogtown like the uh, the Elysian Valley area of Los Angeles and so we wanted to have something you know we wanted to stay on the east side as much as possible. So um we kind of centered our our um, our scouting to you know Elysian Valley, Glass Hill Park, Echo Park that kind of thing. So we um we found this spot last summer and then it took us you know Till now, to finally lock it in and uh, get the place built out and and open up.
0: How do how do you approach that? As far as comic book distributors, are you gonna do do the big guys and maybe maybe throw in some independent comics too? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's certainly. Um, you know we're running a business so we're tr- we have to cater to the masses for sure so we've got the big distributors in there and we've got the marvels and the dcs and things like that but we're also you know we want to really focus our attention towards um towards the local and the community and try to bring in as much local as we possibly can so Um, you know, we're talking to smaller distributors, we're talking to local artists and, and what we found since we've, um, since we've opened up is the Glassell Park area seems to be where they all live (laughs) because we've gotten, uh, we've gotten a bunch of different authors, a bunch of different illustrators popping in saying, Oh, I live around the corner, you know? So it's been kind of a happy accident for us.
0: Well, when things get a little better we can have signings there too, which would be really nice.
1: Yeah, that's the idea. We've already been approached to do a couple of them, so um, we're we're not sure when we'll do our first one. But you know, we're just getting our sea legs now, so we're trying to feel it out and figure out the day to day. And then, you know, the idea is to eventually have events and signings and and to community events for sure.
0: Now, as far as uh, I, I read on the website, you're going to have an online version of it as well.
1: Yeah. We're working towards that. Um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, uh, we realize that, you know, as, as, as hard as it is to open a retail business, it's a whole other thing to open an online retail business. So, so now that we're open and we're operating, we're kind of starting to think about that a little more and then hopefully, um, it'll be, um, pretty smooth for us. I mean, luckily our opening the store was, was, relatively smooth all things considered so um
0: how is business i mean with covid it's kind of a strange time right now even though things are better but you know people might be still a little hesitant to go out there so how has it been
1: yeah i mean we're doing everything we can to um stay compliant with you know clean and and masks and and all that and i think you know we've had a really amazing response to to um the community and and people have been coming in with their kids and and a lot of people have just been pulling over because they see it, the lights on and want to check it out. So I mean, we've had a really good um, week and a half so far, um, all kind of word of mouth. We've done a little bit of press, but you know nothing nothing major, just our our Instagram and stuff like that. So you know it's been pretty good so far, and we're planning to have a big grand opening party um, sometime in March.
0: Oh, nice. Speaking of Instagram, what is that for uh, for revenge of
1: Uh, our Instagram is at revenge of underscore comics and pinball.
0: Oh, there you go. Oh, pinball. Yeah, that's cool. Any uh, any any. What are you guys carrying as far as pinball machines? Are you pretty much doing like, you know, like uh, pictures or something because those things can take up a lot of space.
1: Yeah, well, honestly, the whole reason for being is uh, we needed a place to store our pinball collection. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, over at, uh, we have a fabrication shop for our production design studio, and uh, we had a couple of rooms over there that were filled with, filled with pinball machines, and they started to bleed over into my office, and then a couple other <laughs> areas, so... I thought, you know, let's open up a place to keep our pinball machines and then let's fill it with other things we love, like comic books and sci-fi and all that sort of stuff. So we've got 18 pinball machines.
0: Wow, that's um,
1: great. Yeah. So uh, it's about – it's half the store is for pinball and the other half is, you know, for mm-hmm. other stuff. <laughs>
0: pinball machines. Is there one machine that you kind of gravitate to and you just can't get enough playing?
1: Well, right now it's Godzilla.
0: Oh, right. machine
1: godzilla is really really fun but um i mean just like our store is themed you know sci-fi and pulp and horror um a lot of our machines are the same sort of theme so we've got monsters and Elvira and monster bash and star trek star wars you know all the all the um, usual suspects
0: hmm. very cool very very cool it, it's kind of a hard thing right now but with the online i think you'll uh you'll do i guess you have to set up like a shipping and distribution kind of thing to to get it to people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're not like you said at the top of the show. Like you know, we're production design and TV people. We're we're uh, kind of figuring out this retail business thing as we go. Sure.
0: Um,
1: none of us have worked in real retail for at least twenty years. So yeah, and back you. then we didn't have computers. Yes. Really, too much. It was. I mean, there were computers. They just didn't do everything they do now. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So figuring out the the um the online business is uh yeah we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> but but that's a good thing. That's really a good thing. I think you'll find you'll get a lot of business from all over and uh, I think that's going to be much better for you especially for the long term uh, to survive yeah. and, and stuff like
1: that. So Absolutely and I mean we're already kind of seeing that with Instagram, you know, like I've obviously run an Instagram for my design business for years, but it's totally different when you have like a brick and mortar retail uh, space. So I'm able to actually like connect with the customers and, and post things that we have that are new in the store and people come in to get them. And it's, you know, it's pretty cool to see that instant connection for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Are you going to have collectibles there as well?
1: Yeah, we're working on that, you know, um, space is limited. So so that's part of uh, us getting our sea legs as we're trying to figure out, I mean, when we were ordering all the product it was kind of just uh order everything that we like and then figure out where to put it no, <laughs> we figured out where to put everything we can figure out you know what kind of space we can give up to collectibles and and stuff like that it,
0: it sounds uh fascinating as far as your designers so mm-hmm. obviously what do you do you probably sit down and design the store right <laughs> so yep. how, how did that come about
1: we started out brainstorming, kind of figuring out like what direction we wanted to go. We we knew that we all love vintage sci-fi and like pulp horror. So that's kind of how the name came about of Revenge Of. And the thought was, you know, every season we can maybe do a different Revenge Of blah, 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 you know, to try to do a theme for each season. So once we had the name, you know, we kind of developed the look around that. I mean, my big thing was I wanted it to feel kind of like a, like a nerd bodega, you know? So the whole (laughs) thing is, it's all convenience store themed. So there's like cool drink coolers and, uh, you know, uh, produce stands that have been converted into comic book stands and, um, black and white tile and, you know, the whole thing. So you get that, that feeling of convenience store when you're in there, um, uh, along with like this, the fully stocked shelves and you know we have drinks and snacks as well so um that was kind of my big push is i wanted it to feel vintage but i also wanted it to feel kind of fresh and new
0: cool it sounds like it's a place you want people to go and start searching for stuff and hang out have something yeah to drink in the process and yeah it sounds cool like that, like the, the neighborhood stores i used to remember back in the day yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. And there's a, you know, we have a big built-in uh, uh, bench seat in the front. So we kind of encourage people to come hang out, play some pinball, you know, browse the comics, have a drink, you know, a snack. And then, yeah, spend an afternoon. And we, and a lot of the people that are really responding to it are, uh, are those type of people who have been in three, four times already and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. feel real comfortable.
0: What age range are you seeing right now? You know, it's been a lot of
1: late thirties to mid forties parents with their kids kind of so far. And then also, you know, some teens to early twenties, I would say, but the area is really kind of focused towards my age group, you know, and I think um, that's what we're seeing a lot of for sure. So lots of young
0: kids and their parents. (laughs) Hey, thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Talk, but stick around. I have more. Here's more Sci-Fi Talk with Tony Tolado probably very cool because the parents remember what it was like and now they're saying hey this is what it was like for us so maybe you know you might want to experience this and and see what it's like and and see why we loved it so much so that's cool yeah great idea
1: yeah and we're getting you know the pinball crowd is a completely other crowd yeah it is i mean obviously we're like crazy pinheads if you will and um you know, there's a big community in Los Angeles that I think is just kind of starting to hear about us. And that age group is certainly, you know, uh, not older, it's probably about the same, like late 30s, early 40s age group. And uh, so those guys will come in, they'll play pinball for hours and, uh, you know, the families will come in, they'll browse, they'll play some pinball. And yeah, it's a good mix so far. And I think it's uh, exactly kind of what we were looking to cater
0: to, for sure. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Well, your company, that FTB design, um, I think the things that impressed me from a sci-fi standpoint, the work you've done for Geek and Sundry, the Star Trek Mm. set, was absolutely (laughs) amazing. It was like, wow, that was pretty cool. And of course, you put people in uniforms and it looks like something out of Starfleet headquarters. Um, (laughs) When you're working with something like that, that's a a property that's owned by somebody, I guess you Mm -hmm. have to get approvals from uh, Paramount, which owns it now, and yeah uh, about what it's going to look like and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that one was, uh, that was many, many years ago now, but that particular project um, had the blessing of um, whoever owned Star Trek at the time, and so okay. we were able to kind of kind of use whatever we wanted <laughs> then. Oh, that's nice. so yeah so we were able to get the l cars and you know all that kind of stuff so that was a fun fun small project to work on we actually do a lot of work with uh, a company called critical role now um that came out of that um relationship with geek and sundry um and they do a lot of you know we do some sci-fi stuff for them and a lot of like um dungeon themed stuff and and stuff like that for them so
0: yeah. Yeah, you designed their library too, which is pretty, was pretty cool. I really, yeah.
1: Do yeah. 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 That was a fun one too. I mean, we do, and obviously we do more than just TV. We do like oh, interiors yeah. and we do retail and um you know, we do residents and we do offices and, and the whole, whole nine yards.
0: Yeah, you did your home too. Yeah. And I did my home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when I have time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. It, and actually if people go to conventions Uh, I saw that there's a sci-fi channel display that you guys did where, you know, the staging where they had the actors come out and interview them live and stuff like that. So conventions, is that, that, you know, it seems like, is that a a good part of your business or just an occasional thing?
1: Well, it was gearing up to be a pretty large part of our business up until, you know, the end of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We did... um, we worked with sci-fi wire for a couple of years in a row doing all of their conventions. So nice. we did, we started with them at, um, San Diego comic-con, uh, I forgot what year it was like 2017. Um, and then we started doing all of the ones that they traveled to. So we did Emerald city comic-con and New York comic-con three times and a couple of the other ones, but we were, we put together like their traveling set where they would interview celebrities and comic book artists and, and all that sort of stuff. And then we've also done um, we did the traveling uh, live show for Critical Role as well, which, um, you know, they they sell out huge theaters and they usually base those around some of the conventions, Mm -hmm. Um, but not a lot of conventions lately.
0: (laughs) No, no, unfortunately not. not. I've seen I've seen those sets because I've been to Comic-Con in those years and New York Comic-Con until recently. I've Mm -hmm. been going every year. I did it for like nine years in a row, so uh, yeah. I, I've obviously seen your work, which yeah. is cool. From a design, whether it's designing for television or film, or even for stores, it, do you guys like to work uh, you know, the old fashioned way, kind of sketching it out, or is it all by computer now?
1: Yeah, honestly, it's all computer now. Wow. Um, I, I do all the rendering. Uh, I, well, not by myself, I have a team of people, but I like to do a lot of the rendering. And a lot of it now is, you know, we use Unreal Engine, which is, I mean, we can make something look completely real almost, <laughs> um, oh. which is helpful for pitching ideas to the clients. And, you know, it was part of, I, you know, when we did the store, I did a rendering of the entire thing too. And that was part of how we were able to get the lease was, you know, presenting our idea to the owners and they're able to see it fully realized. So.
0: Yeah, that's that's an amazing thing. How much that's changed. How busy are you on the TV and and design side right now? Can, that allows you to kind of. I mean, there's three of you, so you can kind of divvy up the uh, the workload with the story.
1: Yeah, um, you know, it was an experiment, or it is an experiment, I should say. Um, to see how much we could handle. Um, luckily, so there's Joe Myers and myself, we, we run the design business and then Joe Kuntz um, works in post-production uh, for a company called Alfred Street Industries. And um, so Joe Kuntz is able to you know, hop over at the end of his day to kind of close the store. And he's also the pinball um, whiz. Uh, so he's the guy who has to fix all the machines and he takes care of all of them and, and all that. Um, but Joe Myers and I, at least he's able to kind of stay over there when I have to be here. And, um, you know, we have a lot of people working for us. So it's, it's, uh, we're able to say, Hey, can you go help us out? Or, you know, so it's been a bit of a balancing act, but luckily, um, or not so luckily, you know, a lot of TV was shut down at least in January because of the surge. So, right. um, you know, we had a lot of time on our hands the last couple of months to be able to sort of focus on the store, which was mm-hmm. fortunate for us. Um, but now we're, you know, trying to gear up, getting back into production and also run the store and we'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know you've worked with, uh, with Joe, so how did you guys kind of come to the aha moment where, hey, let's open a comic book store? Was that something that you were talking about one day? Kind of, you know, riffing on ideas kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, collectively we've always wanted to do some kind of retail store. Like I think everyone has the, um, the fantasy of like having their own shop and like, you know, doing their own thing. So it's something we've always wanted to do. Um, it didn't really seem like something that was feasible until we had 18 pinball machines (laughs) and just needed a place to put them. Um, Joe Myers is the comic book guy. So he's got all he knows everything about everything and he does all the ordering. So he's been kind of the go to um, for that. And, and uh, he's the face of it when talking about poll boxes and emailing with people and talking to the artists and, you know, talking to the community. So um, it's been between the three of us with, you know, me doing the design, Joe doing the comics and merchandise and Kuntz doing the, the pinball. It's kind of been a, a good, um, a good relationship um, and certainly made for a smooth opening.
0: Well, as far as the online portion, I don't know if you thought about this having kind of an electronic pull list where people can kind of uh, get things that way. That could be a little sophisticated software wise, but I think that's a, I mean, it, besides the people that can come into the store, you might not yeah. be able to, if you're like in New York, for example, to do that. So, uh,
1: yeah, I believe that's actually already set up as far well, as, great. and I wish Joe was here to tell you, but there's some, there's a pull box system of some kind where you can sign up online and then uh, set up a pull box with us. Now, as far as us shipping them out, we have not set that up quite yet, but we did get our our first pull box guy before we opened set up with us uh, online and has done everything that way. We only have a couple of pull box uh, clients so far, but, um, you know, we're gaining steam. So,
0: yeah, you know, baby steps and then all of a sudden you end up running. So that's the way it works, you know. That's, That's great. It. That's great. Where do you see this in five years or so?
1: You know, we're all big picture people, I guess. So like we, I I grew my design business from building sets in our backyard to, you know, having an 8,000 square foot facility and a offsite office. So I think we're all interested in seeing how big we can make this thing for right now. It's a neighborhood shop but we'd love to have a second one you know in the near future and and then from there the sky's the limit so we'd love to expand and and keep doing what we love and giving back to as many people as we can
0: as far as aspiring designers uh, does an art background really help or or you know or can you do it without an art background
1: I kind of fell into this design business a little bit. Um, I definitely, I mean, I have an artistic background, I would say, but I, know, I don't have a degree in, of any kind. And, um, you know, it's something that I kind of learned through doing um, that I have been doing now for, you know, 16 years. So um, I think as far as if you need one, no. Does it help? Certainly. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: There you go. Well, Jeffrey, thank you for being on the podcast and best of luck, Revenge Of. Please give the URL for the website so people can visit.
1: Yeah, it's uh, www.revengeof.com and Instagram again is at revengeof, underscore comics and pinball.
0: All right, I will go ahead and actually, uh, you know, check that out on Instagram right away. Thank you again and best of luck. I think this is a great idea. And uh, I said, as we talked earlier, I'm just a fan of the good old comic book store. And there's still a place for it, I think. And uh, I'm always like, whenever I have a comic person on, a writer or whatever, I always say, hey, don't forget, visit your local store because they wouldn't love that. (laughs) We appreciate Um, it. (laughs) So In L.A., visit Revenge of. There you go. All right. Take care. And thanks again. All right. Thanks. And thank you all for listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Until next time, take care. Hi, I'm Brittany Curran from The Magicians, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk.